0: an ancient threat frozen in the ice of antarctica waiting for an awakening who will reign supreme it's oh my god Cella, king of the monsters
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was a good idea We'll see how that translates. Yeah, it'll be perfect. (laughs) That's the first preamble I've been involved in, Eric.
0: Hey, you did fantastic, Thanks, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing all of them for the Gamera series, so.
1: Oh, am I? Yeah.
0: How (laughs) exciting. Oh, man. funny. Well, we neither neither one of us have seen much Gamera, so that'll be a new experience no, for sure.
1: I've seen four movies. One on Mystery Science Theater and the, the Heisei Trilogy. Nice. Yeah.
0: I've just seen the original one like several months ago when I needed another kaiju film to watch to feed my addiction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which you've been feeding lately. I heard you watch some other movies.
0: A couple. Yeah, a couple. Who'd you watch? Uh, Frank frankenstein conquers the world um war of the gargantuans or is it gargantuas gargantuas, gargantuas. yeah um, <clears throat> those are the only two. Oh they were okay. good i liked them i actually like frankenstein conquers the world more i'm so.
1: excited to see both of these because these are both two that i've been holding off on for quite a while now
0: so nice well you'll we'll get to watch them here eventually Mm -hmm. I figured it was far enough away for us after our current series and the next series and the series after that that I'll forget most of it by the time I watch it again. Yeah, I mean,
1: it'll probably be another half year, probably. Yeah, probably. Half a year, maybe. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. Well, King Kong comes out half a year, and then maybe after that we'll start our Toho Monster series. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Are you ready to get into this week's film, I, the finale?
1: I am, but hey, we didn't do our intro.
0: You're right. <laughs> this is Monsters vs. <laughs> Men. We're trying to stay alive. This is the Bargain Basement of Podcast. I'm Eric, resident film snob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm Alex, who is uh, kind of weirded out by how Eric is calmly doing this intro.
0: It's weird, yeah. it, it, it I'm I'm about to pump myself up. I'm about to get juiced, Alex. (laughs) You know, you need to juice me up by
1: doing this film introduction. Let's get into it. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. As the second Godzilla movie from Legendary, Mike Doherty takes a shot at the Godzilla franchise, incorporating a bit of everything into the process. Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah, the gang's all here. But does more mean better? Did King of the Monsters bring the fun, Eric? Or did it make you want to run? <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing, Alex.
0: I, I, I ended up writing my longest ever letterbox review on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized pretty quickly after I wrote it that it was less of a, of a review and more of a meditation on my context of a movie viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing, right? I really liked this film. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it was because of my viewing experience. I had a great time of this film initially. But what about this rewatch? Did you have as much fun this time as you remembered?
1: Yeah, I I, I really do love this film. <laughs> it it stands near the... Not to go ahead and jump the gun, but it stands near the top of my non-solo Godzilla films.
0: What, what do you mean by non-solo? So
1: uh, solo Godzilla films is... The uh, original Gojira, Shin Godzilla, and I guess I would probably put the first two of the anime trilogy okay. in there. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, and Godzilla 1984. So those are my blanking. Oh, and uh, of course, how am I forgetting, Eric? Godzilla 98. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so... Other than those, it's kind of the top. Like it's even better than mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Gigan. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not as good as that. So the <laughs> so it's near the top of that list. Now you're definitely right that the film does have some problems. I I think maybe it could have had ten minutes cut, and maybe not even that, but maybe an alternate ten minutes could have been done. Because I think it loses a little bit of steam uh, before Sirizawa has to realize that he has to uh, sacrifice, before they go to Atlantis. I think it Mm -hmm. loses a little bit of steam. But it's, it's pretty brief in the grand scheme of things. But also the occasional cringy dialogue is certainly there. There's a few lines in there that made me roll my eyes. But oddly enough, there's a couple of lines in there where I roll my eyes, but when I was in the theater, people were laughing. So I was Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) it's just, I thought maybe it's just me, but it seems like the online community is kind of divided on it. And also, you know, the monologue of the master plan is there. It's not not the greatest shining moment of the film, but those really are kind of my biggest complaints. But it's hard Mm -hmm. for those to bring me down when I'm having so much damn fun. (laughs) 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 The, the, The soundtrack is pounding when it needs to be. And Mm -hmm. it's just really well done, especially that Rodan scene that I I keep mentioning to you. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you on the podcast, but I keep mentioning it to you outside of this. That that scene in the aerial battle against the Jets is just so good. And it's just, (laughs) the music is really, really great. Um, And then effect-wise, I really think Rodan and Mothra are done not just really well, but... I think this is the closest and it is the first time that we've really nailed flying characters like (laughs) to a T I know a lot of people are out there shaking their heads and I get it because I'm, I'm I'm a lot like them. I love practical effects. Yeah, but I've said it since the beginning of this series, flying creatures don't really work well as practical effects, especially Mm -hmm. in combat with another monster. And so, to see these two icons fully realize us getting to see the full extent of their abilities and the brutality of them encountering each other is just awesome and I know it's c g i and a lot of our fans don't like that, but if it's yeah. done well i don't see I don't have a complaint so
0: yeah i mean it was it was done well i think it's it's the best c g i that we've gotten so far, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the, not as,
0: as many films to choose from, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, this film is a treat <laughs> to say. Yeah, to just put it there. Well,
0: let me move on to one of my talking points that I want to talk to you and I want to talk about, and I want to get one of some of your thoughts on this as well, Alex. So, yeah. I wanted to touch on the Oxygen Destroyer in Sarazawa. Um, is this a botched case of fan service hmm. or? Is there something else going on here? Um, I think it's a question that can be debated, and I tend to think there's something else going on there. Um, I think the Sarazawa story is an interesting one because it obviously comes full circle, and it comes full circle with the original Gojira. And it really goes back, and it depends on how you view Honda's vision of the original Gojira. Um, because I can see how some would see Zer- Sarazawa in this film using nuclear bombs to revive Godzilla as really a bastardization of Honda's message. Mm-hmm. You know, in both films, you have to think that Sarazawa's intention in using um, the original. So, like in this film, why is he using nuclear, uh, like a nuclear detonator to revive Godzilla? Right. And why in Gojira is he using the oxygen de- destroyer to destroy Godzilla? Is that the same thing? I, I tend to think it actually is, which shows kind of the, the layers of complexity. And I think you hinted at that in last week's episode. Um, I don't think this film is really trying to make any grand point about nuclear weapons right. <laughs> or nuclear power. I don't think it's quite that deep. Um, I really don't. And that might be to its detriment. I think it could Say more if it wanted to say more. But I think really it wants to tell a tale, Sarazawa says it, of cooperation, even making Godzilla a symbol of coexistence. What do you think about the whole Sarazawa oxygen destroyer storyline? Yeah,
1: so I will I'm kinda really gonna throw the the oxygen destroyer just to the side pretty quick because I think the oxygen destroyer is just a brief callback in terms of how it's implemented in the film. It's just is like is it
0: cheap? Is it cheap though?
1: The, I don't know if it's cheap if it's if it's just almost a callback, kind of like the twins are just kind of a callback yeah. but they're not really part of the film. I know
0: it, see it is a, it is a, I could see how it could be viewed as cheap, but I also can see how it's just adding to like the layer of complexity, you know. It's yeah. like you had nuclear a nuclear symbol in Godzilla destroyed by oxygen destroyer mm-hmm. in Gojira. And here you have the oxygen destro- destroyer destroying the nuclear symbol that needs to be revived by nuclear <laughs> yes. bombs. It, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. it's, a, it's a layered argument. Oh you know uh, yeah,
1: I agree. I see what you're saying. Um, I, I do agree with that. And I guess in regards to Sirizawa, I agree with you. I don't think he's really all that different from the original. He is humanity first still, but Just like the the original Zero he ultimately doesn't completely trust humanity, and rightfully Mm. so. I will say that his passion for animals in particular uh, is actually more in line with uh, Dr. Yamane from the original film. He has this infectious passion and sadness and care for these walking natural disasters. He understands the world has a natural order, and he does not want to disturb it. I I think mm-hmm. you could definitely make even a pro nuclear energy message from this film. I mean, in this film, nukes are never actually used as a weapon, but the energy itself is used as a way to power humanity's only hope. Ultimately, using it to beat the monster that is destroying them with climate change. <laughs> yeah. I don't and I really don't think it's a stretch to say that. I mean, And it's also a pretty present and relevant message in today's political climate. So, I do think this movie has layers. Whether you want to acknowledge if they're deep enough or not for you is, I guess, another matter.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't know if I would go so far as to say it has that nuclear message. Um, It it may just be that the message is, like, things aren't always as black and white as we make them out to be. You know, like... uh, Well nuclear in and of itself isn't
1: evil right you know well that's I mean? kind of that's um, kind of like mark's journey things aren't as yeah. black and white as he originally thought and that's kind of what he learns right. as he goes on well,
0: let, let's talk let's talk about that primary human story here yep. right so we've got the story of mark emma and maddie and those are probably the easiest <laughs> names we've ever had to remember <laughs> because we're dumb americans yeah, Alex.
1: O- other than glenn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, Emma,
0: Maddie. Like, those are pretty basic yes. white guy, white girl names. So, <laughs> I think we can handle that. And here, here's the funny thing. You know, to the chagrin of even most of the fans of this movie, I actually think the human story here is serviceable, uh, despite being handled in an over-the-top manner. So, I thought Godzilla 2014, based off the opening scene, I thought it was going to try to handle... The topic, the universal idea of grief. Mm -hmm. But it's actually this film that (laughs) tries to handle the topic of grief. So you've got the husband, Mark, who retreats from society to handle the pain of losing his child. You have the wife, Emma, who throws herself into her work for the same reason. And then their daughter, Madison, who's pulled in both directions and caught in the middle of their conflict. Sure, these characters are tropes, certainly, Mm -hmm. but they're tropes that have full story arcs that are handled in just about the only way possible, even though it is pretty predictable and expected. You get Emma at the end, who does have moments of redemption and has no choice but to sacrifice herself for the greater good. But I don't mind it, right? Mm -hmm. This This Godzilla movie isn't about the human story. But the human story does offer a little bit to us. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Emma is all kinds of crazy and irrational. (laughs) But I actually don't think she makes choices that are really unusual for someone who's dealing with grief. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. But the consequences of those actions in her role are magnified. Right? Yeah. (laughs) She's in a position where the actions of her grieving decisions actually impact the world. Um, Did you care about the human story at all here, Alex?
1: Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I I think serviceable is a pretty good way to put it, but not in a negative way. Like with a movie like this, there's only so much you can do and something's got to give. And unfortunately it's the human characters got to give in this one a little bit, but I really do overall like the, just the intrigue of the family dynamics and the the family betrayal at the uh, monster zero base, which is really, which is Mm. a moment, a moment I saw coming but I still really like it. And like you said, I really like the sacrifice at the end where Emma is being chased by Ghidorah. It's a it's a pretty nice moment, and she kind of has it coming. <laughs> but again, yeah. like you said, er, I really like everyone's reaction to grief. And your point about it being exacerbated by the situation really is interesting to me. When, when people grieve, they have all these holes in their logic and it's just a natural part of the process. And to see her having this whole, some serious holes in her logic, but it actually makes sense. And it doesn't, I I don't really quite want to call her irrational, but I, I do think that you, when you're grieving, you are maybe doing things for the wrong reasons. And I, I like that moment where Madison kind of tells her, like, do you think this is what, is this what Andrew really would have wanted? And it really brings it home for mm-hmm. her. Because when, when you are grieving, you don't really think about things as a whole. And so I mm-hmm. like that we see that. And that that's her part of her grieving. And uh, our main character, uh, Mark's part, was that he became an alcoholic and he's recovering. And he's living by himself in the wilderness, pretty much. Because that's mm-hmm. how he's grieving. And so I really like that we yeah. get all these people really... Uh, it's believable. Yeah, it is. it is believable in a way. And I really like it. Even if the overall goal of Emma's and the, uh, (laughs) I guess the, the Kaiju death cult. Uh, I can't remember their name, (laughs) but even if their overall goal is a little hard for me to grasp, there are organizations just like them doing things very similar with just normal animals. (laughs) So it doesn't, it's all pretty believable. So I like it. I would like to take a ride with this family again. Minus Emma, because, well, she's a little crispy. Yeah. <laughs> not true.
0: It, here's the other thing. In, in Godzilla 2014, I was down a little bit on the Godzilla design, but I actually really like the Godzilla design <laughs> here, and I think it has to do with the, – there's not many changes, right? That, like, that's the funny right. thing. It's not like there's a radical redesign. It's virtually the same Godzilla we saw in 2014. Here's the difference, though. It's the tone of the movie. Right. Hmm. Uh, I think this design matches this tone in this film better than it matched whatever the tone was in 2014. Hmm. Um, The Godzilla here is definitely over the top.
1: Yes. (laughs) But that
0: matches. What we see in the film, for sure. Can you can you help me locate my reasoning here? Am I completely crazy? Well,
1: I mean, this is a wilder film, and it deserves a little bit wilder, a wilder Godzilla. And you can definitely see that when he's got the blue, uh, the blue light shining through his scales and through his eyes. Mm -hmm. And moments, it really makes him feel like even more, (laughs) like almost ludicrous, but in a really nice way. Now, I'm still a little flabbergasted that you didn't like the design last week and and then you liked this one but I think these little changes are maybe what sold you on it and maybe that he's a little bit more of a maybe that his role is even more clearly defined in this film than the other one that it may just be that it could honestly. be
0: that it may be it may come back to the role of Godzilla. I am a little flabbergasted too, but <laughs> I just felt more comfortable with him in this role than I did right. in two thousand. Well, and you yeah.
1: also get the other monsters in this. I mean, Ghidorah has a great yeah. design. Uh, Mothra and Rodan have awesome designs, so it, it really helps not, that we
0: kind of get these other monsters because right. it makes him feel less over the top, right? It, it, like it, this is a universe that this Godzilla existed, right? You know.
1: Right, so I think that could be what it is. Is maybe when he's by himself in this ultra realistic world, maybe he doesn't fit what you were looking for. But maybe in this one, that becomes uh, this. This movie is suddenly super sci-fi, and it's also got all these other monsters. It immediately makes Godzilla more believable because everything has been amped up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, that's the funny thing about this film is anything in this film that feels absolutely preposterous has a precedent dude, in the Godzilla dude, series.
1: Dude, the Argo, it really does. The Argo is so cool. The USS Argo, the flying ship. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it so much. It's, it's probably, say, it's in my top ships. I mean, I know it looks like a, just a stealth bomber almost, but I yeah, love it. it.
0: <laughs> I will say it feels like the main crew of Mark, and Sarazawa and Stanton and Chen, yeah, they're all in these vehicles that look all very similar to each other in the inside. <laughs> Most of the movie, yes, that's true. <laughs> they move from they move from underwater base to submarine to ship, uh, ship to <laughs> airplane. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy.
1: Oh.
0: You know who I'm wondering has some thoughts though. About this Godzilla design, Alex. Ooh. Well, it's not the theometer; it's the
1: Gwendar. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna go or not. <laughs>
0: I was gonna have you do it since it's your
1: daughter. Gwendar. <laughs> Gwendar dar,
0: dar. I'm a tiger, and Yeah.
1: What about Rodan?
0: Rodan.
1: What about King Ghidorah? King Kong.
0: King Kong. Hey, you're
1: in the King Kong. Yeah. Well, here's King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Look. See? Who's that, Gwenny? Who's about to walk on screen?
0: <laughs> That's right. the by dollar. Oh, she's super big. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> super big. <laughs> he sure
1: is. Who's that? Is that Mothra? Yeah, and, Mothra. and Rodan. Rodan.
0: And maybe a <gasps> oh, for that.
1: A butterfly, yep. Hey, hey Gwen, say that's the Gwendar.
0: Da 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 That's <laughs> a goodness. All right, welcome back. Thank you to the Gwendar this week. <laughs> it's good to switch it up every once in a while. Oh yeah. Alex. <laughs> Gwen does a good job, and she needs to do it more. And so, I think she will. Yeah,
1: every time she sees my microphone, like literally every time she sees the microphone, she walks up to it and goes, "Gaza, Mothra, Rodan." <laughs> <laughs> because i had her do it one time when we first start or er, during the son of godzilla episode so now she does that every time
0: that will be like it will get her record that and that will be like the intro into the gwendor every time <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome
0: all right let's get into our awards alex yeah. who did you have as customary as it is you get to go first who's our coolest character for
1: you you know we, we kind of talked earlier that some of these characters are two-dimensional and like that type of thing. But honestly, you know, I had a hard time picking my favorite character. And I had it down between Sirizawa and Dr. Rick Stanton, who delivers some of the best and worst lines of the movie. But ultimately, though, I had to settle on Serizawa and his willingness to sacrifice himself for the good of humanity. And honestly, I mean, he's the whole reason we get Burning Godzilla at the end. So that makes him number one.
0: <laughs> yes. Well... Dr. Rick Stanton was my joke choice that I had. He's so funny. He's so funny. (laughs) And and then I moved to Sarazawa because he's just he really is the coolest human character in here. I didn't think any of the other three main characters are particularly cool. Right. I don't think Mark, Emma, or Maddie are particularly cool. I agree. But Burning Godzilla. (laughs) That's my coolest character. (laughs) Um that was awesome. His, and so I had to go with Burning Godzilla because I, I love that. And I will say it was slightly anticlimactic uh, as far as he just kind of you know, pulsated and burned up Ghidorah. Yes. I was like, I, you could do something pretty cool with him. But uh, he, just his presence was awesome yeah. in and of itself.
1: I felt the same way when I first saw it. But the more I see it, the mm-hmm. less I've felt that way. But I did feel the same way when I saw it the first time. I was like, oh, that ended quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What about your most memorable line award? So I thought
0: about going with Sarazawa's little monologue that he has to mark, you know, about how nature must balance itself. and Mm -hmm. The humans have to figure out their role and it's a test of faith. But then I decided to go with his line afterwards, which was in response to Mark asking where he had learned that, or if he made that up. And he says, no, I read it in a fortune cookie once. A
1: very long fortune cookie. (laughs) It
0: was a very long fortune cookie. Uh, Uh, I just thought it was was just funny. And once again, it's a a small moment of self-awareness that I could appreciate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I do like that. And mine actually this time is uh, a line by Mark. He says, this time Mm. we join the fight. Which is the opposite of one of our awards last week, where it says, let them fight. And I just, I yes. like that the moment that this leads to, and you know, our listeners know, we haven't had a moment like this in a while, but I love it when humans team up with Godzilla. And this leads to an awesome yeah. shot of Godzilla charging in, and then all of the, <laughs> all of the airplane, all the ships, the Argo, the airplanes, yeah. choppers, they all just like come behind him and start attacking. Ghidorah. It's so cool. Yes.
0: Well, you had to have a little bit of everything for Godzilla to be victorious here. You had to have the humans helping out. You had to have Mothra helping out. Yep. He needed some help for sure. He did. Sarazawa helping out. Well, he, he was
1: getting ready to win when he had him in the water, but they just yep. had to oxygen destroy him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, what about your can't believe the acting award, Alex?
1: Uh, yeah, mine actually has to go to Kyle Chandler, who play who mm-hmm. d- plays Mark, and a lot of people know him from Friday Night Lights, which I haven't seen, yeah. but everyone says it's great. Oh, really? Yeah, but he really sells one scene in particular that is kind of I really like. It's it's on the ship right before Mothra shows up, and <clears throat> he storms out of the ship to go in search of his daughter, and he's asked uh, a, a question by sam kind of to the effect of like where are you going and he says something like i don't know he, he has no clue where he's going there's nowhere to find him and then he has a line that says she's the only thing i have left sam i wasn't there for her. not gonna let that happen again mm. and you could like it makes complete sense like yeah he's storming off and he has no clue where she's at but He's a dad mm-hmm. with the world about to end, and he has to do something, and so he really sells it. Yeah. And I really like that.
0: They're in the rain, yes. So so dramatic. Alex. I know.
1: Is that rain? You get <laughs> sunsets. I get I get rain.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I said, Sarazawa probably is the coolest human character here. So I'm going to go with uh, his actor Ken Watanabe for my can't believe the acting, and it's the the whole right before he he decides to sacrifice himself. His whole, uh, you know, Godzilla is the key to coexistence. Little speech. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's pretty subtle in this film, even in just some some cutaway shots that he's not the focus of of the scene. Um, But you can just see like pain in his face. Mm -hmm. There's there's no real acknowledgement. No one really talks about um, when. Uh, Sally Hawkins' character, Doctor Graham, <laughs> when when she just gets chomp chomp. Yes. Right? No one really ends up talking about that, but there are a couple moments where you just see the pain come across Sarah's face that I thought was actually uh, pretty meaningful. Um, and he did a really good job of conveying that emotion without speaking. Yep. So I had to go with him.
1: Yeah. What about your uh, standout effect award?
0: You mentioned it earlier, but it is the Rodan fight scene with the pilots oh. um and you know it actually kind of reminded me of the opening of tokyo sos yeah. with the mothra scene uh, which i really liked uh and i loved rodan's redesign here his theme and his overall aggressive nature uh if i had to choose one specific moment from that scene it's when rodan does that spin and creates yeah. that flame vortex it just looks so cool.
1: oh yeah it's so cool my favorite part of that is oh. when he does like the I call it the thunderclap, where he just slams his wings together and launches himself into the air. It's just like oh, yeah. immediately cool. establishes that these guys have no chance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. He's pretty massive. too. Yeah. Really. He really is. Uh, not Ghidorah size, but you know, compared to what we've seen, I feel like, but maybe I'm imagining.
1: That. No, no. I mean, he he's he seems pretty gigantic. Uh, yeah. What about you? Yeah, one of, that was definitely one of, if not one of, my favorite moment of the film. I think, but I would be an idiot to not put Burning Godzilla on here as well. I mean, the moment when he's not even in the frame yet, and Emma says uh, something like "I'll hail the king," and you just get that yeah. that low bass, <laughs> that low bass sound, yeah. and then you just see things starting to melt, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. What the heck is what the heck is this? And then this, it suddenly pans, and you just see this molten hot Godzilla. It's just so cool. Yeah. Super Goji is what I'm going to call him.
0: There <laughs> you go. I do like the sound design there. You know where it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's I can't do it justice, but you know yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's pretty it's awesome. awesome. I just
1: the the visual of everything just uh spontaneously catching on fire and melting. It's just so cool. And the red radiation emitting from everywhere, including his eyes. Mm-hmm. It's the eyes really mm-hmm. that sells it, really. And yeah. it's just so cool.
0: What about your oh, that's a good shot award?
1: I mean, we got a ton of awesome shots in this film, but my favorite is has to be uh Sirizawa ascending that massive staircase to go revive Mm -hmm. Godzilla. And it's just him by himself in this burning hot area with lava spewing everywhere. And he's just lugging this bomb up the stairs. And it is just Mm -hmm. this cool shot. There's, there's a cool shot where you just see his feet on the stairs that Mm -hmm. I really like. But then there's this this shot right after it. That's further away. That really sets the scale of what he's ascending. It's, It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: I like that one. And I'll tell you what, I, I didn't watch anything. I didn't watch the trailer for this movie Good. at all. <laughs> um, but if I had watched the trailer for this movie, that Sarazawa moment would have been ruined. Yes. Because I would have known exactly what was happening. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, Sarazawa sacrificing himself here in some way. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I just, you just, I would have known that like he's in, he's in scuba gear and he's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know what, I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And I also would have like, they show all the cool long shots in the trailer you know uh like the Ghidorah long shot with the cross Ghidorah and Godzilla coming at each other the Mothra hatching yeah like lots of these scenes that are awesome in the movie and spectacular reveals are ruined because they're in the trailer (laughs) right (laughs) yes like I'm glad I didn't see the trailer that would have honestly dampened the experience for me and it's a lesson for me you know when the uh trailer finally drops Alex for Godzilla versus King Kong. You're going to avoid it. Well, I'm not going to avoid it. I'm going to watch it one time and then I'm not going to watch it again.
1: That's a good idea because I mean, Godzilla Twitter is just going to beat you to death with images anyway. So that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
0: not going to watch. I'm not going to watch it again anyway. Anyway, I'll watch it one time. That's what I did for um, Rise of the Skywalker. It, that didn't help too much, but
1: yeah, not much could help with that.
0: But you, you understand the philosophy, yeah. No, it. anyway, I, didn't. I my shot is when at the end, I, I thought it, it didn't fool me just once; it fooled me twice because <laughs> when I rewatched this film yesterday, and it was after Godzilla has been you know burnt to a crisp, or Ghidorah has been burnt to a crisp, right. and then we think we see him resurrecting again. But it's not Ghidorah. It's just Ghidorah's head in Godzilla's mouth. <laughs> um, and I just thought it's so brutal, but really cool reveal it how is. that all worked. Um, and it and it got me both times. So. It,
1: it, it's pretty good. It and awesome. then I like the little moment right after he breathes fire again and, oh, yeah. and he disintegrates. It. And then the little bit of electricity in his mouth afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's cool. Oh, man. So I didn't know you watched it twice, Eric. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, I did. I watched it twice. Did you like it more so, or less the second time?
0: Uh, the same. Oh, that's same, good. Which we'll talk about here in just a oh, second. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. But before we get there, let's do a bonus award. I've got a bonus award. This uh-huh. movie had some brutal deaths. <laughs> so what is our most brutal death award? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. My most brutal death award goes to that poor pilot who pulls the emergency latch <laughs> and launches himself straight into Rodan's mouth. I was like, Rodan! <laughs> I knew you would like that. That's the only reason I added this bonus award, but, but who do you got?
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. Um <laughs> So mine was you know Ghidorah gets it pretty brutally as we were just talking, but I think actually mine has to be the death that we don't see, and that's Emma getting melted by Godzilla. <laughs> like yeah. this was oh, this yeah. was similar to Sirizawa's, but Shirozawa's was a big bang with a big concussion blast. And just like mm-hmm. he died in an instant. I think, I like to think that Emma probably got it slow. <laughs> a mm. little bit slow. And it was probably fitting yeah. for killing thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't no, hate Emma right. by any means, but getting what you deserve is fine by me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she has redemption, but she can't, you can't quite come back from what you've done and just incorporate yourself back into society.
1: Yeah. I mean, she is responsible for the destruction of like some pretty major cities. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: You knew that was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Alex, it is time for our rating and our ranking. Uh Um, So you go first. Yeah.
1: Cause everyone Uh, knows where I'm going to be probably. Already, So
0: why don't you go first and and tell us your overall thoughts here and give us your score and your ranking.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure if anyone picked this up yet or not, but I really like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think the human characters are just interesting enough to keep my attention. And the monster action is, hands down, the best in the series. We get the best versions of Rodan and Mothra. We get our first Ghidorah with an actual personality. We get the best aerial battles of the series. We get Burning Godzilla. And we get a really great Sirazawa. All in the same movie. (laughs) While the the dialogue has a few moments that make me cringe, they are very few and far between. And we have so many interesting mythos explored that I would love to Mm -hmm. see in the future, especially... Maybe how Atlantis, the Atlantean type city or c like city fell. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of backstory and future opportunities that this movie really presents that I'm excited to explore in the future. And I think the film does almost stretch itself too thin. But mm-hmm. in its careful management of its tone, the way that the director Mike Doherty has done, really makes everything feel really easy to slip into. Aliens are real? Okay. Citopia and Hollow Earth are real? Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> this film has it all. It ta- it has its cake and it eats it too, and it's somehow still being completely coherent and making sense. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite non-solo Godzilla movie. Uh man. You know, <laughs> uh, for those l- listeners, me and Eric don't tell each other our scores, and I u- usually put mine up on the fly. And I'm re- right now. I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of five for me.
0: That's why I thought. That's why I thought you'd give it. Is it a- above or below Shin Godzilla? Oh, it, or you it, still have to decide that before
1: next week. Well, I think I made Shin Godzilla a five out of five. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. yeah, you did. So
1: You did. And that's why I said non-solo because my top 2 are both solo Godzilla films. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, got gotcha. you.
0: All right. All right. My turn. <laughs> I'll I'll keep it short and simple. I like this movie. Um, and if you would have asked me at its release last year if I wanted to go see it, honestly, I would have kind of laughed. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. Uh, seriously. Right? I would have I would have laughed. But admittedly, as I, I went into this viewing this time around, there was a sense of anticipation and sentimentality that went into the viewing. It's it's really similar kind of to when I watch a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um there's a certain feeling I bring into it. And that's the feeling I brought into this. Um and in the broadest of terms, the monster action was awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the revamped Ifakube themes. Um They had me and that lizard juice, (laughs) Alex.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. Honestly, despite the widespread criticism of the human story, I don't think it's nearly as bad as some have said. Uh Now, there are obvious faults. I think it's too long. Uh, I think the pacing is off in places. But I do like the unapologetic, go-for-it-all nature that is brought to the screen. Um, So for all its wackiness, uh, I think there's always a precedent somewhere in the Godzilla series for it. I give it a 3.5 out of five Um, and I'm still deciding where it ranks. Um, I initially place it kind of in the middle of the anime trilogy here for the Rewa era, but I'm not sure if it's above the anime trilogy right below the anime trilogy right now it's falling in the middle and I need to kind of revisit and rethink them before our episode next week.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, well, you know, what is our episode next week, Eric? What well, well, wait, should we the... jump in? You know what? I just want to say something before we go into it. Uh, you know, yeah. Eric, I'm really, I told you last week after we cut cut the recording that I really didn't think you were going to like this one. So, yeah. I'm shocked and surprised and very happy that you do like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you think yeah. that people are going to think my claims of Mothra this being the best Mothra yet uh, is ridiculous?
0: Maybe <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't agree with it. I like I like the classic Mothra design a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. And this one doesn't feel quite as majestic. I would say, but it is more of a maybe more of a realistic look, which I get. Yeah. So. Oof. Oh, man. But no, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I like it. I liked it, too. But I think, once again, it so much depends upon, like, our expectations and how we go into something. It does. Um, so I think that helps boost this up a little bit for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, yeah, tell us what we're doing next week.
0: Next week, we have our recap episode for the Rewa. It's a Rewa-era, legendary-era mix-up we don't know what it's called is it is it a row down is it a low down it's a row down but the odd thing
1: is is we're doing a road we're doing the recap but the era is not over so it's like
0: exactly but it's over (laughs) for now to be continued
1: yes i guess with each movie in the era we'll update the list but in the meantime we've got enough movies to do a row down (laughs) oh yeah
0: (laughs) It will be, I mean, it's the definitive list on the internet, Alex, yeah. that will create. No
1: so. negotiation.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you came up with a rhyme this week, Alex.
1: Well, I couldn't remember what we were doing for next week. <laughs> I thought we were doing a recap, but then I was like, are we doing two recaps? Are we doing a general Godzilla recap? Are we doing three recaps because we just don't want to leave Godzilla yet? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So no, I don't have one. Uh but I can come up with one. Alright. Okay.
0: I'm just pausing. So I'm just pausing this- to give you a little bit of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that because I'm, I'm having to think it up. Alright, okay. So we're ending Godzilla with the rainbow Road down. Shoot, I just forgot my other arrival. <laughs> man, you really started that off so confident. No, no, I know, like, oh, I, I had a really good one. Uh oh yeah. <laughs> we're finishing off Godzilla with the railroad Road down. Are we going to have high expectations the next time around? I'm sad to see Godzilla go away, but I hope our listeners stay to play.
0: <laughs> oh, all right, all right.
1: You pulled that one out. I, I don't know how you did.
0: <laughs> you pulled that one out. Here here we go. When we look at the mix of the legendary Rewa 6, who are our picks for the characters that transfix?
1: Ooh. Mm. Mm. I know who my yeah. favorite is. That yeah, one, that one they got to discuss. The one that got eaten. This movie. What's her name? <laughs> 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 oh mm-hmm.
0: boy! Any, hey, any quick recommendation this week? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I've been watching. You know, I thought we. I don't know where I put the stinger at, but at some point in this episode, you're going to hear us talk about Ultraman just very briefly. <laughs> but other than that, I've been watching. So, my wife and I, we like to look for a good, like, 30-minute show because we don't have a lot of time for TV because we do podca- we mm-hmm. do other podcasts. I, I do another podcast. She has a whole other business she's trying to start. So, in the meantime, we, we've been watching Superstore, which is on NBC. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I see all the time on, like, Hulu. But I'm like, I know zero people watching this. How is this on its fifth season? Yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> my wife and I kind of turned it on to see, like, okay, why is this still on? And I see it. It's kind of got like this Scrubs like effect where yeah. it's funny, but it's got a lot of heart to it as well. Mm. Like to make you really kind of care about these characters. But I really like it. The main, the guy that created it was a big, uh, he was a longtime writer for The Office, and you can feel some of those vibes. It's not as good as The Office; it's not even really close. But it's really enjoyable. And if it's something, if you're looking for a show, you just need like quick thirty minute snippets of it's good. Nice.
0: We may have to watch that one. I only know one line and from the commercial that's always played on Hulu, where it's like "fresh out of the bag."
1: <laughs> I don't know what that is.
0: I believe when she talks about the her shirt oh like, really her, like walmart like shirt <laughs> and she's got the new shirt smell yeah and she says fresh out of the bag
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny and it actually does tackle a couple of political topics but it's really funny and the way it does it it doesn't feel like it's beating a message over your head one, one way or the other it's pretty good nice
0: well that wraps up today's episode as always you can follow us on twitter at mvm underscore pod on letterboxd where eric neely and alex Cornette. you can email us feedback mvmpod at gmail.com until next week try, try to, to stay, stay alive,
1: alive. <laughs> see you all peace out it's in like the last they're within the last 10 episodes yeah and they're each uh, there are two different episodes one's the one i sent you the picture mm-hmm. of where they're <laughs> they fire the they're getting ready to fire something at the monster's butt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh and it's just like this really funny parody of what ultraman is right or can be at times And it's just really funny and really well done. And then the next movie, or not movie, the next episode is a meditation on all the monsters that Ultraman has killed. Mm. That's cool. And if it was okay to do that, and honoring the ones that he's done. So it's really, like, back-to-back episodes really breaking down the series. And it's pretty cool, actually.
0: That is cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. As I told you, I just finished the episode where is it Pharaohs? Is this monster who's just Godzilla with the with the <laughs> what's the dinosaur that has the little
1: yeah? He's got the the uh frill yes, around yes. his neck
0: that Ultraman proceeds to rip off and use as a cape like a matador. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's so taunting. delicious. It's it's yeah, it was the best. It's honestly the best episode that I've seen so far. Oh yeah, and it's a great battle yeah. and it's brutal. <laughs> and then Ultraman decides to it give him some brutal. honor back by covering him back up with his little
1: yeah. thing after maliciously beating him. Like the other monster, didn't stand a chance the entire oh, time. No. Like I don't think he gets a single well, blowout. So. What it
0: is is like a kind of a mutated, blown up dinosaur that really has no evil yes. intentions whatsoever
1: right he just exists except for he does command him to attack right or something, something like, like that. that yeah it's like the but, but he's still not evil intentions professor he's just of a monsters yeah yeah yes <laughs> it's it kind of brutal Dude, too
0: like that there's like a It is. big bloody neck you know
1: <laughs> yeah it is I showed Cece that she's like oh my gosh and I, I told you uh, I'm actually DM'd G-Man after that episode and I was like is Ultraman a bad guy oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really starting to feel like Ultraman's actually a bad guy, honey. <laughs> Who's that?
0: Oh, no, it's Godzilla. Oh no, it's fire. Oh no, it's fire, mommy.
1: <laughs> You're very concerned about the fire.
0: You should better turn it by the fire. I turn the water.
1: Yeah, they need some water.
0: That means some water. my father.
1: Yeah.